schedule was recently released and with all the trades and moves in the offseason this is definitely going to be one of the most entertaining captivating NBA seasons in a very long time a lot of players have switched teams so let's get right to it the Boston Celtics signed Campbell Walker and lost Kyrie Irving that move wasn't too surprising we all knew Kyrie Irving wanted out of Boston and we all knew it wasn't working out with him on the team this move is not going to make them a better team on paper but I do believe it makes them a more cohesive unit Elite skill like Kyrie Irving's doesn't always guarantee optimum success. Take this coming from a Kobe fan. I'm still mad about that NBA Finals versus the Detroit Pistons. Celtics also lost Terry Rozier, Al Horford, and Marcus Morris. Those guys are hard to replace. My prediction, they will make the playoffs, but won't get past the second round. The aforementioned Kyrie Irving was traded to the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant, whom I believe should sit out the full 2019 NBA season, including the playoffs. No need to rush back and risk further injury. Now, without Kevin Durant, I have the Brooklyn Nets finishing on the bottom four, which means no home court and a first-round exit for Kyrie and the Nets. Golden State, they signed the Iceman and D'Angelo Russell. They did lose Kevin Durant, and Clay is probably gone until February. That means Steph Curry is going to go crazy. I see him, out of necessity, breaking his old record set in 2005, for most threes made in a single season at 402. I believe he's going to crush that record with ease. Warriors also lost some key role players from the pre-Durant championship in Andre Godala and Sean Livingston. The Warriors will make the playoffs. Moving on to the Houston Rockets. They made a splash by trading for Russell Westbrook. Chris Paul and James Harden were never a good pairing in my opinion. The two of them often seem to disagree and argue even on the court and were rarely on the same page when it came to running plays for the team. Westbrook and Harden are both killers on the court. I do believe they'll make it work during the regular season and make it to the playoffs, but the West is just too stacked, and unfortunately, I also see the Houston Rockets having a second-round exit. Up next, the Indiana Pacers. They didn't make any major off-season moves, but they will be getting back a healthy Victor Oladipo, and they will definitely make it out of the first round next season. Now, on to the team of the summer, the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers, without question, made the biggest splash of the summer, adding Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and giving up absolutely nothing. Unlike Chris Paul and James Harden, this is a great pairing. Paul George and Kawhi are both great defensively and both good offensively. You add that with the pit bull on defense every single possession with Patrick Beverly and the way he plays, and the Clippers opponents will have a hard time scoring every night these three step on the floor together. I don't see Kawhi sitting out as many games as he did in the East for two reasons. One, in the Western Conference, home court advantage is very important. And two, he is a full NBA season removed from his ankle injury with the Spurs. Clippers also have reigning sixth man of the year in Lou Williams. The Los Angeles Clippers will be in the Western Conference Finals versus the Los Angeles Lakers, who signed Anthony Davis this summer. 
moving right along. The Miami Heat signed Jimmy Butler, but did lose Hassan Whiteside. Butler is a good two-way player, and I do believe he will take the Miami Heat to the playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks didn't make any major moves, but they did deepen their bench and expand their shooting by signing Kyle Korver and Wesley Matthews and Robin Lopez, whose brother Brooke Lopez is already on the team and was a huge three-point threat last season. The Bucks also signed the Greek Freak's brother. I do believe the Milwaukee Bucks will finish head and shoulders above everyone else in the Eastern Conference and have an easy ticket to the NBA Finals with maybe, maybe, maybe a slight road bump versus the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. OKC did get Chris Paul in a trade with the Rockets, but I do not believe that is enough to get the Thunder into the playoffs. Now, the Philadelphia 76ers added Horford, but lost Jimmy Butler. Horford is a good defender and a decent shooter. He is a great addition to the team. He is also a seasoned vet that can help out in the locker room with the young guys. Blazers signed Hassan Whiteside. Utah added veteran guard Mike Conley to strengthen their backcourt with Donovan Mitchell, who will be entering his third season. Utah will make the playoffs. And that concludes the key offseason moves of the 2019 NBA season. There's a lot more to come after the break. Stay tuned. some good french vanilla coffee okay so there will not be a repeat champion in the nba this season in fact i have the toronto raptors missing the playoffs completely my top eight in the east are as follows coming in at the eighth seed the detroit pistons they were swept out of the playoffs last season by the milwaukee bucks but blake griffin didn't play in two of those games and also this offseason the detroit pistons did add derrick rose and Markeith Morris. That should be enough to get them at least two games in the first round, but they won't go any farther than that. At seven, I have the Washington Wizards. From what I'm reading, John Wall will not be ready to play at the start of next season. If that is the case, replace the Wizards with the Orlando Magic, whom will also be swept out of the first round anyway, so it doesn't matter. At number six, the Miami Heat with newly added Jimmy Butler. At number five, I have the Indiana Pacers because Victor Oladipo may not be ready at the beginning of the season. At number four, I have the Brooklyn Nets, who may possibly be without KD for the full season, but will have a very, very, very hungry Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's former team is coming in at number three in the Boston Celtics. With Kemba Walker on their team, they'll have a balanced scoring output nightly and less animosity and ego in the locker room. The two seed will be the Philadelphia 76ers. They did lose Jimmy Butler, but signed Al Horford. As long as Embiid can stay healthy, they'll be fine, and they'll be a lot better if Ben Simmons improves on his jump shot. But he's still an offensive threat nonetheless. The number one seed in the Eastern Conference will be the Milwaukee Bucks, featuring last season's MVP in Giannis and Tentacompo. I think he will have a follow-up MVP season, actually, representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Before- 
If you would like to help support this podcast and its release of routine episodes, please click the link in the bio to make a donation. Thank you. You can also email the podcast at limitlessepod at gmail.com. conference predictions i want to send my best wishes and a get well soon to demarcus cousins he suffered a left leg injury that's being described as a torn acl in lakers practice hopefully he's doing well mentally and can bounce back from this injury now on to the western conference predictions at the eighth seed i have the utah jazz unfortunately they will not have enough firepower to get past their first round opponent and will have a quick first round exit the seventh seed will be the san antonio spurs Greg Popovich and the Spurs have been a guarantee for the playoffs for the last 22 straight seasons, but they will have a first-round exit as well. Number six, surprisingly, will be the Golden State Warriors. Although they are not the defending champs, they still have a target on their back from dominating the league for so long. With Kevin Durant departing and the Klay Thompson injury keeping him out until after the All-Star break, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and newly added D'Angelo Russell We'll have a tough time stringing wins together to secure home court advantage. The fifth seed will be the Portland Trail Blazers. With the addition of Hassan Whiteside, they may very well get into the second round this year. If Hassan can stop Nikola Jokic and the fourth seeded Denver Nuggets, who didn't make any major moves this offseason. Third seed in the West will be the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> LeBron James has nothing to prove and will probably be on autopilot for most of the regular season. I also believe that him and Anthony Davis together will take full advantage of load management this season to keep themselves healthy and fresh for when the playoffs begin. This matchup will be the most entertaining of all other first-round matches because their opponent will be the Golden State Warriors. And with the healthy Klay Thompson and this new-look Warriors team, do not be surprised if we get a seven-game series between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. The number two seed will be the Houston Rockets. Brody and the Beard will not be using low management and will go all out every game in the regular season. The number one seed in the Western Conference will be the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard set the league on fire when he called up Paul George and asked that he join him in his City of Angels. After a very competitive seven-game series with the Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers will move on and see the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals, in which they'll beat them in six games. And Kawhi Leonard will capture his third, yes, third Finals MVP with his third, yes, third different team. And as far as the regular season awards, I do see Giannis Antetokounmpo bringing home a back-to-back MVP. He's going to dominate the league. The only competition he's going to have in the East will be Joel Embiid. Rookie of the year is going to be John Morant. His game translates very well to the NBA. I don't want to put a jinx on him, but I'm not even sure if Zion Williamson can play a full 82-game season on that big body of his. He is going to be a beast, but I don't know if next year is going to be a breakout season for him. I believe coach of the year is going to be, without a doubt, Doc Rivers. They're going to have the best record in the West, but because of all the competition, it's not going to be the overall best record. I have that going to the Milwaukee Bucks, but Doc Rivers will still bring home coach of the year. I believe most improved will be Karis LeVert from the Brooklyn Nets. And once again, the sixth man of the year will, without a doubt, be Lou Williams. The wrap-up coming after the break. (laughs) 
this offseason between signings and trades. There's going to be a lot of can't-miss games coming up this NBA season, and I'm going to go over a handful of them. Starting opening night, we have Zoe, Zion, and the Pelicans going against the Toronto Raptors. Without Kawhi there to take over the game defensively, I expect it to be a competitive game. I also know Instagram is going to go crazy once Zion Williamson gets that loose ball, breakaway, nobody in front of him, windmill dunk. That's what everybody's waiting to see him do in the Pelicans jersey, and trust they will get to see it opening night. Now after that, we're going to get a matchup that's going to feel almost like Christmas. Just in case you guys didn't know, LeBron James has not missed a playoff since 2005. That means that on opening night, LeBron will have over six months of rest. Six months of rest for LeBron James. I don't know. I think we're in for a wild one. This will be the main event of the night as the Lakers and Clippers have a staple center showdown. Even though it's going to be the first game of the season, trust and believe it's going to have a playoff-like atmosphere to it. Both teams know that they're going to meet in the playoffs, and I would not be surprised if they took this game a little bit more serious than just one game in an NBA season. Kawhi Leonard will get his championship ring on December 11th when he returns to Toronto to play the Raptors, and that will be an easy win for the Clippers, I believe. Now what I don't know is, will the Raptors fans boo him or will they cheer him? He did bring them their only championship ring, and I doubt if Toronto will get anywhere near a ring in the near future. If I were them, I would salute that man, I would cheer him, and I would be thankful as a Raptors fan. On November 27th, Kyrie returns to Boston Garden. I would hate to say I don't know what's going to happen. I'm 1,000% sure that the Boston fans will boo Kyrie Irving. They made it further in the playoffs without him and had a second-round exit with him. That's not going to be a good look for Kyrie when he comes back to Boston, but I don't think Kyrie cares. He's still going to drop 40 on them. I think he's going to save up some energy specifically for this Boston Celtics game because Kyrie has a chip on his shoulder even when he doesn't need to have a chip on his shoulder. So please, Boston, get ready for Kyrie when he comes to town. Also taking place opening week will be Clippers versus the Warriors. That rivalry was always entertaining, and it just got a little bit more entertaining with the Clippers adding Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That game is going to be October 24th, so Klay Thompson won't be ready dealing with his injury, but that game will be very, very, very entertaining. I promise you that. On January 9th, Russell Westbrook will make his return to the OKC Thunder. The first time he'll be in that building as a visitor, and I do expect those fans to cheer him because he gave his heart and soul to that team even more than Kevin Durant did. Then I also see the Rockets getting out of there with a win. Speaking of players with long tenures on their team, the Utah Jazz will face the Memphis Grizzlies on November 15th, and that means that Mike Connolly will also be in his old building for the first time as a visitor. Mike Connolly never made it too far up the Memphis Grizzlies, but he's a Memphis Grizzly at heart. He's been there his entire career, and I know with 1,000% certainty that the fans will cheer him, but he just had to move on. Hopefully he'll have a better situation in Utah with somebody explosive like Donovan Mitchell by his side. Of course, we can't forget Christmas Day. They always have some entertaining games. You can check NBA.com to see what those games are. Moving on. The Atlanta Hawks will not have too many televised games, if any at all, this season. But they will have Vince Carter. Vince Carter is entering his 22nd and last year as an NBA player. And I do believe he should get his flowers. He is the best in-game posterizing dunker of all time. Even better than the great Michael Jordan. Even better than my favorite player on the earth, Kobe Bryant. Vince Carter will put anybody on a poster at any given moment in his younger days. His performance in that 2000 dunk contest was something to behold. 
every single dunk was eye popping and electrifying. Like people were losing their mind. I was losing my mind when I saw it. Thank you, Vince Carter, for a great career. I wish you could end it on the Toronto Raptors. It would only be right. But things happen, and either way, you gave us enough dunks and highlights to watch for a lifetime. Speaking of roses, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose will now be on the Detroit Pistons, and if it's not Lou Will, I believe Derrick Rose will get six men. Derrick Rose came a very, very, very long way. He was another very electrifying player. His speed, his power, his strength was just unseen from a point guard before. The Chicago Bulls' Derrick Rose was one of the best point guards I've ever seen. He was strong, he was fast, he had handles. The only person that's been like him since is Russell Westbrook. But Derrick Rose, I want to thank you for a great illustrious career. You deserve your roses. There is no transition for this next story, so I'm just going to get to it. Sebastian Telfair had a decent NBA career. He did bounce around from team to team, but he just found himself in some trouble, and I believe he'll be just fine. He was sentenced to three and a half years in prison for gun possession. I'm pretty sure he'll do less than that with good behavior. Also, when he comes home, hopefully he can talk to some children and mentor them and keep them out of the streets and help them keep their head on the right track so they don't go down the same road that he did. That wraps up this episode. If you want to talk to me about my picks and debate with me about my opinions, Go ahead and send me an email at limitlessepod at gmail.com. Once again, that's limitlessepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.